0: hello wonderful person listening i hope you're having a good day if you are or not let's bond with your life experiences i just want to remind you that you're not alone so for today's episode i want to introduce a special guest and her name is jojo she is a business communication graduate that was her major and she learned a lot from those she's also going through a journey right now she's Coming to understand what is a Christian and what is a Christian life. So with that, her perspective in dating and relationships have changed. And in today's episode, I ask her some questions that I think most of us will. I know for myself, I have usually to ask um when it comes to dating to a Christian. So hope you enjoy this episode. And this is the second to the last episode. So I'm excited for next week to be the last one. Hope you enjoy. So, I have a special guest here today, and I want to say thank you for coming.
1: Thanks for having me. Okay, no, I'm happy to be here. It's just a lot of the times when I hear these podcasts, it's like, you know, what the guests say, so. But I'm happy to be here, so thank you for inviting me on.
0: (laughs) Of course, of course. So, I'm just, you know, I just have so many questions for you, because you've been going through a journey, a really new journey recently.
1: No, and of course, and I have so many answers to those questions. So I'm excited to, you know, um, learn more about what you're curious about. So take it away. <laughs> yes, of course.
0: You know, right now my podcast is mostly based off relationships. So I'll be mostly asking questions around that topic.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Relationships are always a confusing thing, especially dating. So I'm intrigued on what the questions you have. So take it away.
0: Okay. So my first question is... How has your perspective in dating changed since your new journey or when your testimony started? When I say new journey, um, so, well, my sister's gone through this new Christian lifestyle, I would say. I don't know, do you want to speak a little more about that or go right into the
1: questions? How has your perspective in dating changed? I think that's a really good question. I think prior to that, just a little backstory, I was agnostic slash atheist. Well, borderline atheist. Um, and so I didn't really believe there was a God. I thought that Jesus was a cool dude, but really didn't pay much mind to him. Um, so I was definitely more free, believed in certain things. But even though I had those differing different values, I always thought dating was a very serious and commitment situation. I think it's just based on the values that I were raised in. We were very traditional more conservative background so I always thought that dating needed to be that had meaning with purpose but after I had my whole um I guess like revelation or journey that started I think that my dating perspective on uh, my perspective in dating is more like it's it's more of a commitment and it's definitely something that you should probably do a lot of work and know yourself before you start dating and I think for dating you should have the intention of marriage whether that's like you don't know whether you want to marry the person that you're dating right now but it's definitely like you should pursue something or be in something with a person that you can see yourself growing and then potentially potentially getting married I think that's my perspective as of right now but you know with everything. you know, changes. I think that's where I'm at right now.
0: So you would say that
1: dating is only the purpose for marriage then? Yeah, so I definitely think that the purpose of dating is to, you know, God willing, end in marriage. I think if you don't, if you're just kind of dating for fun, I think it's hurtful because it might end up in a heartbreak. And obviously, if you still have intention of dating with marriage, it definitely can lead to heartbreak. But I think you're more able to, when you are and have that intention for marriage, you put more thought to it, you're putting more time to figure out, figuring out who you want to go into relationship with, and I think that needs to be the emphasis of making sure that your time's not wasted nor, you know, the other person's time, and you guys are respecting each other, and I think I've listened to another person say that when you date, you should probably, I guess leave them better off as when you found them so like before you started a relationship I think if you get into a relationship leave them off better making sure that throughout everything you respected one another you love one another yeah I think that's that's my opinion on that
0: okay I I think that's really good perspective and really good points that you said. So I guess my next question is, do you think people are supposed to be actively looking for a spouse or should they wait for God to bring a spouse to them?
1: I think that's a really good question. I think that people, when when you ask, do you think people are supposed to be actively looking for a spouse? Your intention of actively looking is based on a reflection of all the work that you've done like you know that you've done the work maybe you've gone to therapy or maybe you've done a lot more things to get to a healthy point in your life right now I feel like you should be actively putting yourself out there you know placing yourself in right areas in order for you to meet someone that best aligns with you you know so if you really love art maybe go to some art events because chances are you might find someone that shares that same value with you or if you know you like church and you want to pursue jesus place yourself in situations or you know go to events that allowing you to be in those situations that you might find someone that shares you know like i said that same value i think that's a good way to be actively looking but the second part of that question is like or wait for god to bring a spouse to us I think definitely God brings you a spouse. I'm not sure it's always... Maybe it's not always in the timing that we want, but definitely in that waiting season or in that waiting period, I feel like it shouldn't go wasted. I think you should be actively, you know, still living your life, still discovering yourself, um, still learning and growing and doing activities that make you feel happy and, you know, more connected with God so I think that's definitely don't let the waiting period go unnoticed. Take advantage of that. Because when God places a spouse, if he does, then it's gonna be in the right in the right timing and you really don't have to like flick an eye to it or question it or have any confusion brought up with that.
0: Yes. I really like that answer. So going along with that, is there such a thing as soulmates? Does God have one specific person for you to marry? You know, you already talked about it a little bit more, but just do you believe in like the idea of soulmates?
1: I think soulmates is a very fairy tale thing. I think a lot of us would want to believe that in this life, or you know, there's another person roaming around this earth right now that is destined, or you know, it's it's faith that we're supposed to be in each other's life. And I think it's a beautiful thing to believe that, but I really don't think that there are soulmates. Going off of that, I don't think that because the ability to choose is what makes something more beautiful when it comes to love. I think when you can look at someone and decide one another, like you sit down in front of each other and say, I choose you to be, to share my, you know, life with. I choose you to be committed to. I choose you to love you, you know, now and forever until, you know, death do us apart. I think that's a beautiful, more beautiful thing than just believing that maybe, like, we're already predestined to have someone. And I also think that soulmates, actually, maybe it might not be true, but I've learned that it was just more more so a myth. I think in the Greek, I'm not sure, don't quote me on this, you guys, but there's a story that was written by a Greek poet. Um, so it's just basically poetry. The idea of soulmates came from that, so it's not based on any scientific or hard evidence that indicates that someone is your soulmate and I think that's very true just because everyone changes I think if you think back to how you were last year how you were maybe six months ago you're a completely different person and there's always room for growth and you're ever-changing so I think that one person might be your person you know 10 years ago but then maybe 20 years later there might not be your person and so I think soulmates I don't really believe in it I just think that the ability to choose is a more beautiful thing than just to think that soulmates are already predestined and you really don't get a say into whether you want them in your life or not.
0: So you don't believe that God has one specific person for us or one specific person for you or for myself?
1: I don't think so. I think as long as you're living to your fullest potential as who God has intended for you to be and there's another person who's doing that and your life's crosses and god knows that with each other you know together you are able to bring i guess more glory to him i think there's definitely he aligns that to happen but i don't think that god's like okay you know jovi and then this person is supposed to end up with each other i think it's our by our choices and how we live our life accordingly to um whether you know if you believe in god or not um you know you live accordingly to how you live that you end up meeting people and you know you choose whether or not you want to be committed to that person for the rest of your life
0: yeah do you feel like your perspective on soulmate an idea or the notion of soulmates changed because you started your i guess your christian journey or you feel like you had this idea of
1: like for a long time I think, yes, it has definitely changed. I think before, you know, I became Christian, I think I was more open to the idea that there's a soulmate, that, you know, there is this... I think it's just easy to believe in it. I think definitely it's it's maybe something that everyone wants to believe, that it makes us feel warm and fuzzy. So I definitely did believe that there were soulmates, because who doesn't want to, you know, believe in the fairy tales? I think growing up, we see... You know, movies, books, uh, music, talking about this idea of soulmates that I think we oftentimes get wrapped around it. And quite frankly, I think it's, it might not be reality. So after, you know, coming to Christ, I think it's just been more eye awakening to understand that I think the ability to choose is what makes the commitment of marriage or dating even more beautiful than the idea of you know having a soulmate
0: very good insight i would say that i do believe that we do have soulmates but then again we have two different journeys of course and that's something what i believe in and you believe something else but like always if you're just open to just hear other people and kind of come where you're coming from i think that's what's really important okay so my next question is would you ever consider dating a non-christian
1: i think i i would not consider dating a non-christian i think even before i was christian i think for me it was very hard to date someone that didn't really share that those fundamental values such as you know the perspective in life and your family values or how you were raised I think there has to be like a type of commonality between your other person. So I think it would be really, really hard at the end of the day, at the core, to date someone that has very, very distinct perspectives in life. So I would not consider dating a non-Christian right now. And funny story is that even before I was, I wasn't Christian, I was presented the story, or not the story, this opportunity of maybe having a relationship with a christian and for me at the time me not being non-christian and him being christian i feel like i definitely understood the hesitations on both sides i wasn't really for it i feel like i would it would be just too completely different and i think maybe not so much dating but even music taste i feel like if i dated someone that i don't really like heavy metal i really don't like hard rock so i feel like if i dated someone that was their main type of music that they listened to. I feel like it would just be very... It's not impossible to date them, and I feel like it is a very superficial thing to not date someone. But I think I feel like there would be some differences that maybe some people are okay dealing with and some other people, you know, probably not. But for me, in that sense, I think it would be very difficult to, you know, maybe the little things of, like, music, which is obviously... It's not that important, but then the fundamental ones, the core ones... I think that there, should, there shouldn't there should be negotiable for someone. So I feel like if you can't see yourself, if you're a Christian dating a non-Christian, then it's okay. And if you can, that's awesome too. It's just, you always have to be intentional in the future down the line. You know, maybe if you guys want kids, like, you know, how are you going to raise your kids? Are you going to implement Christian values and push them to know God? Or if one person wants to go to church and another person doesn't, you know, I think it's always leaves room to maybe, like, miscommunication and just, like, troubles down the line.
0: Yes, I can see that. Well, right now, I would say that, you know, for myself, I'm so slowly trying to get to know God and who Jesus Christ is. So, I feel like I'm still open dating people from other religions, personally.
1: No, yeah, of course, and that makes sense. So, you know, everyone's everyone's different, and I feel like there's no one way to point out if someone's doing it wrong or not
0: okay well you know I've been going through a heartbreak and going through a breakup the last um couple months three months now so as a person who's going through a breakup as myself what advice would you give those who are going through it also
1: I think that's a tough one since I never really went through a heartbreak I've heart I've had heart aches but never a heartbreak where I felt like my heart was shattered into a million pieces But I think advice I would give them... Well, first of all, I want to say, like, I'm sorry. And it does get better with time. And you are loved. You're not disposable. You know, you're worthy of so much more than you think. So advice, I think just really come to know who you are. You know, discover your worth. Whether that's, like, little things in the morning where you're like, You know what? Like, I want to have coffee. And it's like, well, you know, I deserve coffee and then you'll get coffee. Just being compassionate towards yourself, loving yourself, especially during your weakest points. I think it's very hard for you to love yourself when you're weak because you don't want to feel anything and you're like, you get frustrated. You're like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I'm so weak. But no, like allow yourself, have the love towards yourself to create space for you to feel and to feel everything and anything the good and the bad because you're worth it you're worth to experience those emotions you're worth to process that and i think advice you know surround yourself with good people you know maybe take some alone time too be intentional how you spend your time after your breakup you know if you really wanted to learn how to paint i don't know this is i guess the perfect time to do that see whether you like it or not um if you really wanted to go see. So I guess like even small things like go to a new park and you weren't able to do that because maybe your, um, you know, your ex didn't like nature. You know, take that opportunity now and go explore a new park every week or whenever you get the chance. You know, those small things just take the time to actually get to know yourself more, date yourself, love yourself and just learn how to live life on your own because it is enjoyable you know, and it's very enjoyable, I'm pretty sure, with another person, but it's like, you're still as fun, you know, you're still as enjoyable to be by yourself as well.
0: Yes, I agree. I feel like learning to love yourself is very important, especially going to a relationship and after. I feel like you, as a person who's gone through it, you definitely feel a lot of emotions at the end, and I feel like in somehow you, you kind of stop knowing how to love yourself. We had a conversation talking about Bible verse that you once said to me something about the heart being deceitful. Mm -hmm. Would you talk a little little bit more about that? Because I know when you told me about that passage, it really helped me. I hope maybe it will help a person who's listening to right
1: now. I'm not sure what passage
0: you were talking about.
1: Yes. Well, before I go into that passage, which is a really good one, I wanted to say that Psalms... One forty seven verses verse 3 it says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds you know it's just talking about that you know god acknowledges your pain he acknowledges your heartbreak and he wants to heal that he wants to heal your broken heart and he will take the time because of his love and his care for you that he's gonna bind every single little piece of your heart back together and make it new um, you know it says right here, and it shows his character that he heals the brokenhearted. So he's a healer, he's a comforter, and he binds up. In the second part of that verse, it says and binds up their wounds. You know, so he's like, like you know, an analogy, like he's like medicine. You know, he takes care of your wound and he makes sure you're okay. He's attentive with you, so he's with you throughout this. You know, throughout it all, he's with you in your pain and he feels it too, and I think there's another verse, I'm not quite sure which, what is it, but, you know, it says Jesus wept, which I think holds so much depth to it, because, you know, Jesus, the Son of Man, perfect, holy, and the fact that he wept, you know, showed that he understood what human emotions are, he felt the depth of what sadness was, so he understands what you're going through, he sees you, you're not alone, and you will get through this with Him. Um, you know, whether you believe in God or not, I believe truly that He will be there with you through through it all.
0: Yeah, I do remember you talking about that verse with me, uh, I feel like, the first two weeks of my breakup. So I do remember that one. I think that one really stood out to me a lot, too. And probably one of the few ones, I think the one you just said and the one I was asking a question about, about the heart being deceitful. I think those are the two ones that are really going to stick with me.
1: Yes. So it's Jeremiah seventeen nine. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I think, you know, you guys don't take me for, um, you know, as so if I know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm still very quite new to things. I'm a baby Christian, I would say. I'm very, <laughs> very, barely very new. But I think that when it says the heart is deceitful, I think it's very hard, especially to think, I guess, straight when feelings are involved. You know, the heart is filled with emotion, which is a beautiful thing. It's such an awesome thing, you know, but like, you know, there's feelings, there's such emotions that sometimes might guide you in some way that at the end of the day might not be the best. So, like, if you were in a toxic relationship, you know, your heart is telling you, oh, he's still a good man, um, oh, he's this, he's changed. Because your heart, you know, is, has emotions, has feelings towards him, that he's able to deceive you in a way that, you know, he's able to push you to your limits to still be with that man, even though it's spiritually damaging, damaging it's mentally hurting you, it's emotionally abusive, you know, so I think it's like knowing that sometimes feelings, we're very blindsided, and it's, I think, even a more beautiful thing by knowing this is that we gotta trust God at the end of the day, you know, we gotta understand and just come to know and trust that God did whatever he had to do for a reason, you know, if he had to, I guess, separate you guys, and even though it hurt. You know he understands more than we understand, and you know there's another verse that says don't lean on your own understanding, but lean on his. You know God has seen every step, you know every your your I guess your life path ahead of you. He's seen all your steps. He guides you. So it's like knowing that sometimes you can't really understand what's good for you, what's the best, but you know that God understands and He cares for you, and He will choose the best for you always because that's who he is so if he decided you know that he's like you guys are no longer a good match for you or you're no longer you're not honoring each other as both of my creations you know because you're a daughter of you know god and your other person is you know he's a son of god god wants you to be in a relationship that's know beautiful that's healthy that's successful that's honoring each other and I think when he comes to know that there maybe it's it's damaging to both of you or just one person or whatever the case may be I think this verse just shows that a heart is deceitful and sometimes we just are very clouded and to know that and have faith you know to know to trust but to most importantly have faith above all in God and trusting in his plans and knowing that he wants the absolute best for you even though it's painful to understand like why did it have to end why did we have to break up he was the one and it's hurtful and you have every right to feel like that and it's it's gonna be you know it's gonna be tough no one guarantees it's easy but knowing that God doesn't do anything to harm you but just to prosper you and to love you I think that's an awesome thing if i have to say but yeah that's basically those two verses that i can think of as of right now
0: yes of course i feel like kind of i'm still going through my breakup and through my healing process i feel like i'm still struggling in that aspect and i feel like hopefully down the line as i'm fully healed and i can fully move on from my past relationship and i'll try to keep my keep those verses in my head Okay, so we're coming to kind of like towards the end of this interview. But one of the last questions I want to ask you is, what Bible verses help you out when you feel lonely or when you feel sad that you're not in a relationship right now? I ask you that question because I feel like I've been struggling within myself. Sometimes I feel I'm alone or I feel lonely and I kind of think about my past relationship and think like it will be so much easier to like, jump into another relationship or just go back to that. And I know that sometimes I need to remind myself of certain things. And, you know, I'm pretty sure the Bible will help others. And I'm pretty sure it has verses on there that might help also for myself.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, And there's a lot of Bible verses. I definitely would recommend anyone to, like, you know, maybe search up some things that you're struggling with because... The Bible is a very good book that guides you and just inspires you to keep holding on when you don't feel like you can't hold on anymore. But one of, it's not a Bible verse, but it's more of a concept that you're not alone, even though I, I know it's very hard to think that, you know, obviously we can't see God or we can't experience Jesus, you know, like in front of us, flesh and everything, but knowing that you're not alone because God. Yes, Jesus is always with you. You're not alone. He's there with you. Every moment of your breath, he wakes up with you. He's You know, when you go to sleep, you're, he's with you. So truly, truly, you're not alone. But I understand that it's very hard to hold on to that when you can't, you know, see flesh and like see right in front of you. It's, it's very hard to have faith in that. But just like, you know, putting it out there, knowing that you're not alone. He's there with you. But I think a Bible verse that has helped me whenever I'm feeling sad. I'm like, oh, I wish this would have happened, or I wish maybe I was still in that relationship, or maybe oh, it's okay. Like if I let some of the you know some things go by as long as I'm not alone, and you know maybe if I find fulfillment in a relationship. It's going to make me feel better. I think this verse, besides that concept, knowing that, you know, Jesus is always with you, God's always with you, every minute of your life, I think one that will help some people is 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7, and it it reads, Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So I think just knowing that, you know, if you had a relationship where maybe love wasn't kind, you know, maybe your other person did get easily anchored, knowing that if it ended, it wasn't true love, you know, it wasn't authentic love, you know, because like, you know, I'm just going to plug it in here. Like, you know, the one true love you're you're able to experience that pure, holy, unconditional love is from God himself, you know, but adding on to that, if you are in a relationship and he wasn't patient, you know, maybe he was, he he gets easily angered and he just said horrible things to you and maybe you, he didn't protect you. Maybe, you, you know, he didn't honor your trust and he broke that. Then it wasn't, love and that means that you know you deserve a relationship with actual love with true love so even though it hurts to understand that it ended knowing that what love is all these things that you deserve that and so much more you know that that kind of like holds you on to never maybe to not go back to your ex or maybe to just keep holding on a little bit longer to be single and keep working on yourself because you understand what true qualities of good and just pure love is so if your person you know is not protecting you or it's not always trust or always hopes and it's always perseveres you know that's one thing that commitment you know going back to that idea that when you choose a person you have to persevere through everything through the hardships through the trials through through you know the times that maybe it's very hard to like each other because of whatever reasons but it perseveres in its love and you know, unfortunately, when it comes to an end, it's because he, you know, maybe you guys didn't want to persevere because it was no longer beneficial and healthy for you guys, which is every right to do so. But if it's just if a person didn't want to persevere for you for, you know, for any reason that he decided, then I think it wasn't true love. And I think knowing that, that you still have to experience what actual love is, well, it just kind of keeps holding me on. And I think that's could help someone, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Um I think that was a beautiful passage. I know that while you were explaining it, it got me thinking a lot and hopefully I can grab some stuff what you said cuz I know I struggle sort of with that myself. I think a lot about the what ifs and all that and I feel like when things as you're closer to God or Jesus Christ, I feel like it's easier to let those people go in your life cuz like you said you experience that unconditional love through God and through Jesus Christ. So yes, I feel like, you know, we're coming to an end to this interview. And I just want to say thank you again for, you know, I know you're very busy. You're a busy woman. And (laughs) I just want to say thank you for (laughs) experiencing some free time and coming in here and talking a a little bit more about you know, Jesus and the Christian faith and how that deals with dating, heartbreak and all that.
1: Well, thank you for having me in my last nugget. And also, you're doing a great job with this podcast. So keep going. Um, but yes, my little nugget, just closing thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm not sure who you know, is so your main audience. But ladies, hear me out. And also, gentlemen, um, know your worth. You know, never settle. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And, you know, God loves you. Jesus loves you. He knows your worth. He died for you. So make sure you're just placed in someone that sees your worth and you're able, they're able to respect that and honor that. Never settle because you are such beautiful creation. So, yeah, that's that's my last nugget. And you are
0: loved. Yes, Thank you for those last kind words, and it was a blessing to have Jojo here on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Always start to be better every day. See you next time. Have a wonderful day.